4: Dave Hawkins. Thanks for tuning in The Antidote. I often open this show with a new song from a band's latest album. Tonight is different. Instead of having something new, we're here to say goodbye to a band who was so significant in the Christian hardcore scene, Ohio's Spirit and the Bride. Our first song, Armageddon, comes from the band's 2017 album, Dry Bones. Many Christian artists and bands only touch on their Christianity with their music that's polar opposite with Spirit and the Bride. They're bold about their faith and their music is their ministry. But as I said, now it's ending. The band and I had a chance to get together for a talk about their music and their faith. Enjoy this. It's a huge pleasure to have the band members of Spirit and the Bride here with The Antidote. Guys, thanks for coming.
5: You're welcome, man. Thanks
4: for having us. What about each of you introducing yourself and fill us in about your role in the band?
3: So, I'm Josh Somerville, and I play guitar, writing music, and helping uh, orchestrate everything. I uh, did some of the design work. Just kind of help. What? All of it. You did all of okay, it. Okay, I did I did. a, I did a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, other than that, just getting shows ready and set up. And, Being the band dad. Yeah, I was band, yeah, band dad. dad. I was always Very band dad. Very important role. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: My name is Adam Simmons. I'm the drummer of the band. Um, I wrote a lot of the music on guitar, too, along with Josh. And they're laughing at me really hard right now because I don't know how to hold this weird microphone. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, But we had a lot of fun. I did a little backup vocals in the beginning, but those were not good. I should not speak of that again.
5: (laughs) His backup vocals are actually pretty good. Adam uh, is being extremely humble. He has almost written all of our stuff uh i would say 97 98 of all of it for the last 10 years
3: guitars and bass included
5: yeah and obviously drums as well because that's what he was doing wow yeah very talented and then josh would just clean everything up um and just make it a little bit more cohesive i'm josh simmons i'm the vocalist adam and i are the the originators, I guess you could say, of the band, CEOs of the band. Um, and then within the first few months, we invited Somerville to come play with us as well. And so he's been with us since the beginning as, as
4: well. So we're just going to drop first names since there's two Joshes.
5: Yeah, so Josh <laughs> Somerville and Josh Simmons. You do Simmons or Somerville.
4: Yeah, whichever is easier for you guys. Sure, let's just carry on with that then. Sure. I want to do the time warp thing because I need to hear the story. Give us the beginning of Spirit and the Bride.
5: Adam and I are brothers. He's my younger brother. I'm um, out of four. He's the fourth. I'm third. Um, In 2000... Well, Adam, when when were you playing with Canoes?
1: Well, the biggest thing is that I was playing in bands for forever. Since Josh is older than me, it was always kind of weird because... He tried to do vocals to heavy metal, and it was just weird. And uh, Josh always wanted to be in a band together. So it was like 2009, we got together, um, never really formed anything yet, but we started writing our first song. And it was really fun because I didn't really have any of the music other than what I was writing. I had some songs I was writing, but we sat down together, and he had his own vocal pattern that he wrote, and um, I wrote guitar over it. And so it was kind of a cool dynamic, and we wrote If Trees Could Talk that day. That was our very first song.
5: Yeah, I wanted to be in a band for a long time and had practiced vocals uh, just here and there. I remember one of our older brothers, he was in a a national touring band, and every time that they would practice in our basement, I would kind of... Sneak downstairs and go to a place where nobody could see me and I would just be you know yelling to the tops of my lungs to their music Just trying to practice and see if it was something that I could Actually do 2012. We played our first show 2010. We actually formed the band uh, Probably later 2011 when Devin came along and he was our, our original bass player um, Who will actually be you know, featuring for a song for our final show when we announce that later later in the year
4: I thought I was going to blow the speakers here in the studio. All Flesh is Grass, a passionate song from Spirit and the Bride. The band's passion stays solid even when they face opposition. You'll hear about that with a story from the band and the song Authority. Well, what inspired the band name?
5: Revelation uh twenty-two seventeen. We had a desire to, to show people the love of Jesus and to... To bring them to an understanding of, of god's like passion for them
1: you don't you may not know this all the day holiday daniel and the band had come up with that name and i always wanted it really yeah i never heard it before mm. that's awesome so i asked if we could use it and it was a long time ago <laughs> wow so
5: that's funny how <laughs> from one question you learn new things about your your own band um, but uh the the scriptures, you know, the spirit and the bride says, you know, says, Come, whoever is thirsty, come take, you know, the free gift of the water of life. And you know, the gospel is a free message, and we wanted people to realize um that it was something that is a simple gospel, it's easy to obtain, and it's so freeing, and it's so life-giving, and it's so satisfying. We wanted to embody that and it was a longer name. It was something that we we didn't originally land on and think that okay this is definitely it but then the more we went with it the more it just stuck and then we just rolled with it but yeah it comes out of revelation in the bible
4: what about playing the bar and club scenes i mean have you taken people by surprise with your christian content
5: josh
1: Josh is the best story for this one of all time (laughs)
4: Oh,
5: the guy at the bar. Um, You know, we've definitely had some beers thrown and some FUs and um, some interesting remarks from the crowd. Um, But the reason why we kept going was because, you know, scripture says that Jesus didn't come to save, you know, people who are already saved. He came to save the lost and the broken. And if the Bible says to go into all the world and preach the gospel, then, you know, we wanted to really take that and run with it. Probably within the ten years, Dave. Honestly, we could probably count the church shows on one hand, mm-hmm. um, and everything else has been basements and bars and nightclubs and I think, festivals.
3: I think a big part of that too is that we all really had a heart for people that have been oppressed and people that are have been in you know the hardcore scene and you know grown up maybe with not so great parents and with a lot with anger and stuff like that to really just just to spread Christ in an area that. People, kids, and things that you wouldn't see go, go right. To the church doesn't
5: like normally reach out, to. reach out to you know. They yeah. try to, but there's not much of a market. There was we we played at a club one night, um, really really small little bar, and there was one guy in particular who came just to get plastered, and I'm I'm sure he was already before the night even started. Um, and I remember playing our set, and the strobes were going so violently that i was about to have a heart attack it was it was not it was not our best show and then the guy even running the sound and the lights he's like how's everything going are the strobes cool and i was like yeah bro turn them up you know like i was just being like sarcastic but he took it to heart and like i don't know how you can turn something up that's already on like level 1000 like i don't know oh uh, it just
1: eyes I were was, shut the whole show, yeah. man. <laughs> it was horrible. We
5: literally had to rely on the Lord. You know, Jesus, take the wheel and all of our instruments because uh, we can't see a thing. Um, and this bar was like literally the size of like a twin bed. It was like, it was terrible. Um, so basically this guy, he is completely plastered and he is jumping around and moshing by himself. He is an army of one. He is just going crazy. And then we stopped. And I said about how much Jesus just loves them and, and how we're there if, if they need to talk about anything or we're not there to, you know, to pass judgment on anybody, you know, we wanted to bring up this conversation and there were just FUs and just so many things and beer being thrown and just all sorts of gestures and stuff. And, um, you know, we just kept on rolling. You know, we've, we, we've been used to this for a long time. And and then as soon as we got back into the music, um, it was like the he, he completely forgot all about what he had just said to us. And um, and again, he's the only one in the room. So it's <laughs> extraordinarily awkwardly loud um, coming from him. And so we just continued to play. He went crazy again. But he came right up in front of me and he just stared right in my eyes while I'm pouring sweat and I'm just like just singing what the Lord has put on my heart. I remember putting my hand on his on his sweaty white weird hat. And just like praying for him, just in my spirit and in my heart. And I remember we went out in the street after that. He wasn't around anymore, and we all broke down and we were all no, just Olivia crying. And
1: Tara were already.
5: Both of Adam and, and my my wife. My wife is Tara. His wife is Olivia. And we just were in were a circle weeping. together, and they were just weeping. weeping because they saw what had happened in that moment. And how God just used the Holy Spirit just to yeah, break just through. Like, stuff. It was so surreal. And that's happened to us a dozen times. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it, we, we love playing the bars and clubs, man. We, we really have a passion just to show people a different side of who they think Jesus is. And we love to blow that out of the water, not by being edgy Christians, but by just being Christ-like. That's where we need to be.
2: Calling on the master! Blow down like a river Now that's place! Now that's place so oh gone! Wash over us! You want to clenching blood? You're my soul! You're my soul! Let the blood of the lamb come my soul! Them. Come on! my! we
4: you unusual as a band is that your yeah. songs are so upfront about your faith. Why Correct. not bring in songs that don't deal with Christ?
5: I think for us, um, and some might have something to say about this as well, we told Jesus from the very outset, we said, if this is not a ministry-focused band, we don't want anything to do with it. We know plenty of Christian bands that sing about politics and they sing about things that have happened to Native Americans and you know things that happened in the 60s with African Americans and things that are super, super, super important, it's things that have really defined our nation and um, affected the church and Christianity. Um, but at the root of all of the stuff that goes on in the world – it's a sin issue it's an issue with the heart and we feel like as a band yeah there's real matters that go on but if we're not fixing the root of the issue and if we're not shedding a light on what that is and what is causing the world to be in the condition that it's in then all you're doing is just kind of putting this this cover over it and you're being a uh, you know you're being an edgy Christian and it's awesome. People are going to go to your shows. We don't have the biggest crowds, man. We don't have the biggest mosh pits and and we know that and we understand it. And we're not trying to be forceful with what we believe in, but we have to be intentional with what we believe in because if anybody else in the world, no matter what they believe in, no matter who they love as a spouse or where they attend church or what religion they believe in, they all follow their own convictions. But Christians, we have to swallow our convictions all the time to save face for those around us to not offend anybody. And people are dying every day without knowing the love of Jesus. And we just got tired of seeing that without, you know, being a part of it.
4: But you do sing songs about trees. You even brought it up. <laughs> if trees could talk. I know. You know and I love this song. Maybe somewhat poetic, I guess. Maybe it's just because it reminds me of the ants from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yes. Well, you know. So talk to awesome. us about how you choose a topic for a song, like If Trees Could Talk
5: um if trees could talk was from um from a message i heard from a from a pastor it was in one single moment he said in just all the glory of the lord wouldn't it be amazing just to hear what nature had to say about our king um the one who created them and he's like i wonder what would happen in the garden when he's walking with adam and eve i wonder like if the leaves would tremble in silence or if the if the trees would be speaking to him as well and and then like i think about just while we're traveling as a band or while we're just in nature with our families and doing whatever we're doing uh just looking around at the glory of god and i'm just like man what if like what if uh you take the old adage of oh if these walls could talk well what if these trees could talk what if you know what if nature around us could speak to us of the glory that they've you know witnessed from a creator's hand and that's kind of where that idea sparked
4: get what Spirit and the Bride are aiming at on the song If Trees Could Talk. I mean, I really enjoy spending time in the outdoors, canoeing, hiking, and camping, so I understand how you can feel that connection with God in nature. Next up, I asked about how hymns and hardcore could connect. I already brought up a little bit earlier about you guys being so bold in your faith, and it was interesting that on your first album, you even went so far as to record the doxology. Didn't you have people hating on you for doing a hardcore version?
1: You know what? I don't think I've ever heard a single person say anything against it, which is kind of crazy. In one sense, you would think, like, are we actually putting ourselves out there enough or even playing that song live enough to get that opposition? But with the the times we played it, everyone sang along um, I mean, it was just a part of the album that, I don't know, maybe it didn't get enough attention. But I never heard anything specifically against that. And it was always a dream of mine when we were um, putting the album together of doing a hymn. In our early days, we did actually quite a few different worship songs or hymns um, in our own way. Whether it was acapella without any music or whether it was like an introduction to a song. Um, So, I don't know. A lot of people cheered. Like Josh said, there was a lot of beer throwing and stuff towards like the uh, the back end of our days playing in bars and stuff, but there wasn't much about it. There definitely wasn't a
5: lot of opposition uh, from the church or from the secular side of things either, um, and I think that's just a testament to the Holy Spirit just just working. Um, I mean, because our albums and the way we talk about Jesus looks like we've got like a hot you know iron, and then we're just trying to poke you know poke the bull, you know, trying to like get people's attention in like almost a negative way, but all we're trying to do is promote the worshiping of Jesus in ways that um, are are not normal to everyday worship or everyday church. Um, And I think that's coming from when Jesus is speaking to the woman at the well in scripture um, after all is said and done and she realizes that this is not just a normal man. He tells her, you know, eventually You're going to be able to worship in places that are are not normal places. And he's like, eventually, it's not just going to be Jews. It's going to be Gentiles. It's going to be everybody. And they're going to be worshiping in ways that are not normal to what your normal culture looks like right now. And I just ran with that idea. And I think a lot of people have as well in the
4: Christian faith I think everybody just accepted you guys so well because you just look so cute on stage. You know, you had those We're turquoise pretty- polyester suits with the pink ties. You know, you guys just you had that hardcore look.
5: <laughs> well, you got to you definitely got to dress to impress. That's for sure. In <laughs> fact, I don't think any of us own a suit or, but, pink, uh, tie. or pink ties. I but, do uh, have
1: a lime green sweater vest that is quite gorgeous. <laughs> OK, you don't. But I, I don't wear it out. You're out of the band. I only wear it in my house.
4: tell you guys about my introduction to spirit and the bride yeah yes, please i was at audio feed so i was camping next to the guys in jericho harlot and they yeah we love those guys. they insisted that i come with them to see your set anyway they didn't drag me but it was close but <laughs> i'm really glad that they did because spirit and the bride had this killer show has playing live always been easy for the band like is it natural for you
3: good question i would say for me yes and no i think uh i remember when i would first started in bands a long time ago you know there was a little stage fright as far as the first time you get on stage and i'm getting ready my guitar to play and i'm fine completely fine not nervous or anything but as soon as that first song starts it's like the hands start shaking and it's like oh man but once Mm. you get into that song for me it completely goes away and I would say now I'm so used to being on and off stage, whether it's in a church setting or at a hardcore show or whatever else, it doesn't bother me if I am if I haven't been on stage for a year and then I get on stage, it's just sudden, it just doesn't affect me anymore.
1: I definitely would say the issue of playing too fast was massively a problem for us. Uh, and it probably was up until the last like year of shows that we did where I started using a click track for uh, some important songs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which we never did before, and we didn't think we needed it. But whenever we would go back and watch our live shows, it was kind of worthless. <laughs> the, the songs were so ungodly fast, like terrible. yeah, um and then on top of that, you know, just getting fatigued and not stretching enough, little things like that. But it was never like being nervous, in my opinion. Us musicians didn't struggle. Josh had some trouble with words.
5: Oh, I have the most <laughs> trouble with words, man. Um, being the front man, you're up there. you everybody's looking <laughs> for you and you're a goofball. I so. I just dude, I'm the ultimate person at sticking my foot in my mouth. Um, just i'm talking about jesus and i'm like sweating and i'm just like, you know I'm just like pouring out to people and then I just say something so Freaking backwards that I didn't want to say that like just I completely skew my words and this has happened almost every single show or i've knocked over a microphone or i've tripped On (laughs) something on stage like it does not come natural to me to get back to your real question It does not come natural to me, but uh It definitely is no longer a nervous thing. It's just, uh, man, (laughs) we all have fun together. So we we stay positive even through the the ridiculousness.
4: We got to talk about a specific song and a specific album. Because I think it was Dry Bones that came out just before Audio Feed 2017. Yeah. And Dry Bones had this killer title track. It's full of fire and brimstone. A line from it says... This place has peeled back my flesh and drained the blood from my veins, leaving me to die in the desert. And though I wanted to cry out, pride had cut out my tongue. So, there I slept. Is there a place in the music scene for aggressive Christianity?
1: What a question.
5: Yeah, super good question. Um, I think that we have to be really careful in our righteous anger you know, we've all come from sin. We've all we've all come from backgrounds that are are less than than perfect. And I think that worship music in a church setting is incredible because you you pour out your heart to the Lord in a, in a specific way. And in the hardcore music scene, people are looking for something a little bit a little bit different. And I think that they want to see somebody who's been through something, somebody who's uh, who's experienced something that they've been through, so they can kind of get on their level. Um, and we never had to step outside of our faith in order to accomplish that. We could do it very well with just the sin that we have all come from and that we've all been through. Um, and I just think that being angry as a Christian has its limitations, and we have to be really careful. But those lyrics and those lines are designed to to remind us that the further we get from Christ, the further that we stray from the path, the further that we embrace our christian edginess and you know we can do whatever we want we can be in the world and it's okay to be of the world too and uh the further you get into onto that path and the further you get away from christ and further you get away from scripture um you feel completely dry spiritually um it absolutely wrecks you it drains you and that story of dry bones scripture doesn't talk about how they got there specifically so i just kind of ran with this idea of this is a place of defeat for people who have just gone too far, who have blurred the lines way too much, who have just kind of stepped over the line multiple times and didn't care about coming back. You know, we've all made mistakes. We make mistakes every single day. But we repent and we, we come to the Lord and we we continue to pursue God as he pursues us as well.
1: He's completing the work in us.
5: He is completing the work, the work in work us, in as world. Adam just said. Yeah. So, um, yeah, those lyrics are just designed to say, like, look, like, yeah, we have not been through a lot of stuff that people have been through, but at the same time, sin has left us in desolate places where we have felt completely drained, where the flesh is just literally falling off of our bones and we feel dead to everything around us, whether it's depression or suicidal thoughts or just demonic oppression or just whatever. Um, and, that, and that's what these places kind of leave us in, and we needed something to bring us out of those places. We are
2: Spirit and the Bride
5: and you have the antidote with Dave Hawkins.
2: Cookah, cuckoo! cuckoo. The sun sank beneath the hills. I saw a new light appear in the darkness. With the light came prophecy, then, with the prophecy, came new life. My dry bones, no longer brittle, stood firm in the down my face a new song
4: perfect song that I've aired several times on the antidote dry bones by spirit and the bride the band comes along to share about the demise of their band Josh at that festival you and I met we were talking about getting together for an interview and I guess I really I dropped the ball on that you know now when we finally get to meet it's almost too late <laughs> the band announced just a couple of weeks ago that you're finished yeah Does this mean that you've done your task, you've done your duty, you've done your job?
5: Um, The Holy Spirit just just gave me this, just now. Jesus also said it was finished on the cross, and it was just now beginning. And the Holy Spirit was just now starting to take hold and not comparing us to Jesus at all, because that's where I start to put my foot in my mouth, like I always do. But I'm saying for me, my heart, my vision, God is revealing things to me that he has not revealed to the guys sitting on my right and my left right now. And they've got their dreams and their visions and their passions and their calling. Um, my heart is still for the hardcore community. It's still for the, the hardcore scene. I have a desire to continue to play hardcore music ministry, um, but I'm I'm waiting on the Lord and I'm waiting for those pieces to be to be laid in front of me. And I'm and I'm asking God to, to reveal it more. So it's, it's a waiting game right now, man. But uh, I definitely still have a passion for that. It is not finished. Spirit and the Bride is done, but there's other things that will definitely come from this.
1: And just real quick, the ministry side is is far from done. This was only um, a tool, a car, like that we would get to places to share the gospel with. I feel more burning passion to share the gospel now than I ever have. Um, and it was fun as a band, but I feel... Pride was right there. The, I think for anyone who plays music live, I think our focus is different, and we're all going to be going in different directions. But we're still on the path to spread the gospel, so it's still the same.
3: Yeah, I want to add add something real quick to that too. Is that you know when we started, our main focus on anything that we did was was always you know the gospel of Christ. It was always the ministry aspect. We always put that in Christ first. Uh, and, and the music second, you know, it, yeah. it was that was more important to us than going up on stage and playing music in front of a crowd.
4: Would you as the band members of Spirit and the Bride say that there's been one song from your band that actually has defined you?
1: Man,
5: that's a really good question. I'd
1: Bite your to tongue, me. man. You know? Okay, Adam, say, what's uh, yours? I would say Bite Your Tongue. Uh, first song off of our, or our first album. To me, it became like our prayer. Bite Your Tongue came out where we were really just trying to do spiritual battle for the people who were in the shows, just telling the enemy to bite his tongue, uh, just the same way that Jesus was telling him to get behind him, and just um, just being able to intercede for others was that was a big song for me, um, and I thought that for our band.
3: Yeah. So for me, um, it's kind of between two. I think All flesh is Grass was one of them, yeah. uh, just because. I think that that's something that we've all all dealt with in the past is is lust and pornography and things like that, mm-hmm. um, and just overcoming that stuff through Christ and uh, and two I think that was probably one of our more well written songs. Yeah. Um, but it was hard to play live just because it was <laughs> six and a half minutes or seven minutes, and that's like yeah. You know, well, when plus you, get, you
4: had a guest vocalist. You had Key Young on correct. that one,
5: and yeah. he is so so talented. We love Jeff Stuckel and Key Young. Yeah, that's a very hard song for sure.
3: And then I would say really the other song out of all that is probably Threshold. Mm-hmm. You know, Josh would always come up on stage when we would start that. And he's like, this next song is about, you know, slaying those giants in your life, overcoming that stuff that you're facing. And I don't know, there was a different tone to that song, I feel like, than, than any other song that we played live. And I really felt like there was spiritual warfare going on every time we played it. Yeah. There, was something, there was power behind behind that song mm-hmm. compared to any other song that we have.
5: Yeah, that's an old song, too. Um, it just happens to be on our our latest album. I remember playing a basement show one time. Uh, Threshold was played in that basement that night, along with a lot of the uh, original songs from With Eyes and Ears to See and Hear. Um, but I, I would say, yeah, uh, between uh, Threshold, All Flesh is Grass, which has been really well-received, and Bite Your Tongue. And honestly, uh, Bloodline was also a really... Impactful song for us, too. So I to wrap that up. I would say it's pretty hard to define the band with uh, (laughs) with one song
4: I suppose I gave Spirit and the Bride an impossible job choosing their most significant song. You just heard one of them, Threshold, from their Dry Bones album. To hear more from Spirit and the Bride, easy way, head to Spirit and the Bride Bandcamp page and you can find all their music. Lately, I've been spending a lot of time interviewing bands from both here in Canada, the States, Scandinavia, and even Japan. Next week, from Italy, comes the outstanding prog metal band, S91. Giocomo, Jack Manfredi, from S91, met with the antidote for a talk about the work involved for the band by researching topics for the band's latest release across the sacred path. It's time to say goodbye to Spirit and the Bride. And if you follow their Facebook page, you might be able to catch info about one last show that's coming from the band. Here's our talk in the song, Bite Your Tongue, and I'll see you again next week. Well, we do need a group effort on this because we need a final thought from the band. From the depths of your profound wisdom,
3: what about giving us a
4: final word of advice?
5: (laughs) Or lack thereof. Um, I'll start with some of the... Final word of
3: advice. Man, just the love of Jesus is so good. And being in his presence and seeking him day in and day out. It's incredible, and I don't think there's anything else that can compare to that. And, you know, experiencing the love of Christ is is something different than necessarily than just going to church. Living a Christian lifestyle isn't a Sunday-to-Sunday thing. It's something that we should live every single day of our lives outside of our house, and kingdom looks like family. You know, the love of Christ looks like the loving of a brother or a sister or a mother or a father.
4: The antidote has been here with Spirit and the Bride. Guys, it's seriously sad to say goodbye to a great band. I wish you all the best.
5: Thank you so much, Dave. We really yes, appreciate you. you taking the time to uh, to talk to all of us from all of us from from Devin and Preston and Jeremiah can't be here and Josh Adam and my, myself. We love everybody out there. Keep following Jesus. We right. uh, we love you guys a ton. Thank you so much, Dave.
2: I